It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're getting ready for the holiday season, and I mostly mean that because, A, we just spent forever talking about our schedules so we could keep the show going <laughs> for the holiday, and B, um, a, a holiday special is coming out this week, and I think this is a good week to kick off Thanksgiving and Christmas movies for the oh, first man. Of the season. I know that you are still in the part of the show where you're reading off our, our list of things to come with this episode, yep. and we haven't really gone into just like the riffraff catch-up section, oh, yeah. but I, this is this is the perfect right opportunity for me to bring up that me and my wife have this rule that we are allow ourselves to watch Christmas movies um, before Thanksgiving only if they're just cheesy, schlocky, bad, just like mm-hmm. cranked out God. by like Hallmark or something That like is that. like most of them at this point. So Yes, exactly. And they were... Like Hulu showed me one like October 31st, like brand new. They so they were getting them out there before even November hit. But we've been watching like a couple of them, and I've I've noticed this uh, kind of uh, consistent theme across all of these where it looks like. And Chris, you would be familiar with this because you used to do this line of work. All of these movies look like they were shot by real estate agents. Oh yeah. Uh, like and it all I think it's a com- a couple of things. I think since they rely so heavily on stock B roll footage. They're trying to match their footage to B-roll instead of trying to match the B-roll to their movie. And on top of that, they have to get these kind of cheap shooting locations, which all seem to be like highly polished Airbnbs, right? Mm-hmm. So you always look like you're like in a staged environment, like staged oh, as yeah. in like they're nobody, staging it to nope. show it for a showing. Nobody know? really lives there is what it feels like. I totally get yes. what you're saying. Yes, no, exactly. That's exactly what, what I'm saying. So they all feel like lifeless, even though it's supposed to be the like, you know, the most wonderful time of the year. And I should have taken a screenshot, but I had to rewind and pause it to point out to my wife. We're watching this one on Hulu that I, I think was like right off a of hallmark it's something about big big city woman moves to the country and like inherits a farm like i'm not even joking that was the plot nice and they had this establishing shot of this totally fake farm where they had to composite all the pieces together so you have like the house on the left you can see like the brush mask layering in this like fake hedge and then on the right hand side there's like this weird barn but like all of the perspective lines and horizon lines are not merging together and i'm just like what is happening here like i had to i had to get up at the tv and like i I was using like my finger as like a pointer it's like you can see here this doesn't work and it was just so i'm this is my way of saying i'm having a fun time just watching these schlocky Christmas so, th- things, but looking forward to the more quality yeah. things. That he, are to here's come. where I think the difference is, Mike. You're the only one actually watching the movies. I think everyone else puts these movies on in the quote unquote background while they're decorating <laughs> their trees. So I think there's a difference here. They know their audience. They're like, no one's really watching this. They're, it's just there to, to say, hey, there's some fake snow. People are wearing their scarves and sweaters. There's Christmas trees around, and, and people are having a good time. But uh, <laughs> I appreciate you actually going through the details here and just just rip. 
ripping yeah. these apart. Like I feel like you have your own cinema sins if I was sitting in there. Oh, that would be fun. Just a little yeah, clicker. A little... Just like just and it just keeps going. Uh, so <laughs> do a do a little offshoot of the podcast yeah. every year. But um, sorry to interrupt your uh, your yeah, anyway, top of the fine. show list. It's fine. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Mike. Uh, Black <laughs> Adam is in the red. And red is bad. I, I double checked this on Google before I, I wrote this down to make sure that red was bad and not good. So yeah, and uh, also not to be confused with being in the black, which exactly. always sound bad, but it it's good. It is actually good, which yep. it is really confusing. Yeah, he's got red in his ledger. How about that? Yeah, we, there you we, go. we know that's bad. We we, we all saw Avengers. Um, Sony's going in on all in on live action Spider Man TV spinoffs. Not even <laughs> Spider Man. So I'm I'm gonna uh, before, I, before I need to need to re- say this out. So remember, remind me to bring up Pennyworth later because this seems <laughs> oh. like a Batman situation all over again. Uh, so oh my gosh, I saw a, I saw a billboard or, or like something uh, for Pennyworth the other day, like out in real life, reminding me that the show existed and like the literal caption for the show is just like the story the origin of, of batman's butler of batman's butler yep, it's yep. just like i i mean it, i guess you gotta put <laughs> batman somewhere in the title. Yeah. that's the only way you're gonna get people to watch it well so here, here's here so I, I've, I've talked to death on this i've listened to so many other podcasts about this and really if that's the best they could come up with every one of them needs slapped in the face because like <laughs> couldn't you do like from from um from the batman files or from the you know from the uh case files of gotham or something better yeah. than the, the the origin of batman's butler <laughs> so like it doesn't tell you he's like some sort of like you know spy right in world war Two, like some sort of like really awesome cool dude who's like a, a quote-unquote james bond if you will of this no it makes you think he's going to like butler school or or something <laughs> like how do you how do you how do you take care of somebody's you know, hey, house? Though? It's it's hard it's hard to buttle out there, man. He, he is quote unquote taking care. Um, I'm doing the, the the my thumb across the throat thing <laughs> of, of of people uh, taking out the trash. You, there you go. Air quotes. So yeah. Anyway, well, we'll why are we all fucking Alfred Pennyworth? Um, <laughs> anyway, so yes, it's the most wonderful time of year. This week, um, before we get into what we did watch, I want to talk about what I am planning to watch, Mike, because mm-hmm. um, you know I know you're a digital guy. You're you're yes. you're, you're a digital guy. I am a physical person as I go back and revisit my my home theater, right? Because more we've talked about this, more data is on disc than streaming. Um, so I've been buying movies, uh, 4K movies. Um, that had those high, the high in like uh, streams. So like, I got mm. Dune on on 4K because it was um, everything. 4K is going under ten dollars this month, right? It's Black mm-hmm. Friday coming up, Christmas. All these movies are dropping in price. So I'm like, I want to get Dune because I think Dune would be fantastic with the full, you know, the full immersion for that movie. Mm. I'm trying to get some other ones um, along the way, but one of the uh, two movies I did pick up on 4K, even though I don't think that these are gonna they're going to benefit from being in 4k is one uh christmas vacation uh, because i love christmas mm-hmm. vacation and two planes trains and automobiles and uh if we've been doing this for eight years now and if anyone asks why planes trains and automobiles this movie is about getting home in time for thanksgiving and that is one of the few thanksgiving movies we have mike other than <laughs> probably was it, um there's like a charlie brown thanksgiving chris i am happy to inform you that i was treated to a trailer for a brand new Thanksgiving movie oh, last no. night when we booted up uh, Hulu, and it is called Pilgrim, 
and it is, is it a horror a, movie. Well, it is a horror oh, no. movie, oh. <laughs> and it's from the creators of like The Purge and oh, no. something. Oh, and uh, Happy, I think Happy Death Day. So it, it's kind of it's got that dark sensibility, but also you can tell it's like cheesy because it's like these literal pilgrims show up to these people's Thanksgiving, and I think they're like delivering retribution or whatever. Um, but they're dressed like the pilgrims are in like coloring books right you know they have like the very like silly straight hats and like the buckles you know that's the only way you can like denote a pilgrim like visually and that's exactly how they made them look and um you know so you have something else now that you can add to your thanksgiving watch list no i'm not doing that at all and i looked it up and that actually came out in 2019 uh so well, it, it looks it's like it's on Hulu now. Yeah, the, well, yeah, it's on Hulu. They're pushing. They're pushing it now. I I always go back and think when you said the horror and Thanksgiving, what was it? Um, Eli Roth did that that Thanksgiving horror trailer for um the Grindhouse films with Rod- Rodriguez and Tarantino when they did the mm-hmm. the double. He did like a um a, a Thanksgiving movie trailer, and I always think about that one. Um, mm-hmm. Come back to that. But mm-hmm. playing Strange Automobiles, the the new version has like an extra hour of cut footage uh, from John Hughes original like movie whenever he was putting it together so i'm excited to see kind of what that extra stuff they took out of this movie because i think it was it might be i think it's r-rated because he does say the f-word quite a bit at the lady at the car place um <laughs> if you remember that so i'm like oh, i wonder what other like bad or, or or jokes are in here that they took out or, or things like that. so i'm excited to visit that on 4k um the other thing i got in the mail because amazon you know, came to my house several times this week, uh, was the new release of Pokemon Violet. Uh, and I've been talking about this uh, quite a bit to people, whether they're, they're going to listen to me or not. They may tune me right out, Mike. And, and, and have you have you, have you you played it? Yeah, yeah, actually. I, I've, okay. uh, I've played a lot of hours into this. Great. I have a burning question I that I need it. to ask you. I've been seeing clips. Oh, no. Why is there a Pokemon that looks like a motorcycle? Please explain to me why there is a living motorcycle that you drive around. I'm so confused. So there is a Pokemon called Cyclozar who is a riding (laughs) Pokemon. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. This isn't even the weirdest one in the game. And I'll tell you here in a second what the weirdest one I've come across in the game is. Um, And then the legendaries on the cover, they turn into... Essentially, they're, they're instead of getting a bike, you have a and, and and using fly as a team. They give you a Pokemon you can ride, fly, and swim on. That's the whole point of this. This legendary is for it to be your traversal mechanic in the game because the game, unlike you know you you've played the older Pokemon games, they're mm. they're very linear. They force you down a, a path and routes, and if you can't go that way, there's someone standing in your little block, right? And you're like, I can't, mm-hmm. you can't come this way. And, you know, you need to go the other way. Um, and then when you come back on the other side, he's gone and like, okay, well, you open this up. Well, this is completely open world, akin to like a, a, a Skyrim, if you will. Uh, so like you can literally, or, or Fallout, it reminds me of Fallout 4 because in Fallout 4, I accidentally walked into a, an area where people were like level 75 and I was like level mm-hmm. 10 and they can <laughs> just like, you know, beat your ass. So like this game is the same thing. You can actually go anywhere like within an hour of the tutorial. You're, they're like, yeah, good luck. Ho- hope you don't die out here kind of thing, uh, which is really fun. But yes. The weirdest Pokemon I've come across so far is one that looks like a car engine. It literally is just a car engine, Mike. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it's called. I just ran across it before, you know, getting on the show. But I'm like, why is this a car engine? And then later on, I come to find out they used it in to create this big car Pokemon. So I'm like, well, this is this is they've come they've run out of ideas for sure. But it's still fun to. Beat the hell out of a car with with your other Pokemon. Wow, I just Googled car engine Pokemon, and I have not parsed the article to see what it is called, but I am looking at it, and this is... 
I mean, never discount Japan's ability to be weird. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm so glad that we have not uh, tampered down or caught up with them because I can tell you what, if I was in charge of Pokemon, I never yeah. would have thought of making uh, car parts or yeah. vehicles into Pokemon. That is wild. Yeah, so... Uh, the gameplay is, you know, pretty much the same. You, you, you catch, battle, level up, but, like, it just gives you free reign to do it at your own leisure, right? You can be super, like, I'm a, I'm a grindy person, so I'm, like, over-leveled by the time I get to a gym. Um, but I could easily walk into something still stronger than me. So it's been fun. One of the cool parts about this is um, if you have friends who play, uh, you can get online and you share the overworld together, right? One big map and you're both in it, or up to four people are in it. And mm-hmm. they don't tether you to the same screen like old games do. Or like you remember when you used to do couch co-op, you like you can only be on the same screen together because the game can't mm-hmm. render. No, you can literally go anywhere. Like you both have the same map and you can go anywhere at any time. Like it doesn't matter at all what you're doing. So I'm like, well that's pretty cool. Like you can literally just be in here, like throw up a Discord, you know, chat and talk while you're while you're playing Pokemon and doing different things. And uh, you know the gimmick of Pokemon, Mike. There's two versions because you have to trade one to the other, right? You gotta have two <laughs> versions to catch them all because then they sell double the amount of copies. Um, actually, when you're playing together, all those um, exclusives spawn together in the, in the game at the same time if you're running both versions. So there's no reason to actually um, own both versions. You just need a friend online to play it. So mm. I think that's really um, you know while the game is still again Pokemon, it is coming a long way in terms of like hey, you can just goof around with your friends in this big world rather than having to, uh, you know, do it by yourself and then go trade kind of remotely. It, it takes a connection out of it. Now, I, I do wonder, you know, again, someone brought up, well, how do you get that really long link cable? How am I going to run that across the country <laughs> to whoever's doing it? But uh, we, we, we know they don't do that anymore. They have Wi-Fi. But, yeah, so I'd, I'd recommend, again, I've, I'm several hours into Pokemon. Um, Violet, um, a good friend of mine, Brian, he's got Scarlet. We we play both versions uh, when they come out so we can, we can trade back and forth. Uh, on top of that, I don't have it in here with God of War, right? Ragnarok. I've got another ten hours into that. These there are so many games this season, Mike. Did you get a Did you get a drop into Warzone 2.0 yet? I, I didn't oh god, not yet. I have oh. to like. I saw the install size is like 120 gigabytes. I oh, really? I'd have to I have to plan like so my, far. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was a joke. Oh, but no, my, uh, mine's 68. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's 68. I think you'll be fine. Uh, but it's still it's still a lot. But yeah, it's uh, I I played a match and. Same old Call of Duty, Mike. You, you're like you're feeling good. You're doing great. Then you get sniped from across the map. So uh, you're like, oh, yeah, this is this is this is back at it. Uh, yeah, always somebody. Yeah, I Google. It. it looks like it is 60, 65, and I have still. Yeah, it's quite a. That's quite a. That's quite yeah. a file. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's a beautiful game. I know you're running um the the new console as well, right? On PS5, mm. it looks beautiful. Um, definitely feels um. I would say akin to you know we have a friend of the show uh, Quentin who plays Apex Legends. Uh, you can mm-hmm. you guys can check him out. I'll, I'll put his thing in here for his streams. But like the loot is on the ground and those chests don't have the orange glow anymore. For like when we used to play the first Warzone, it's more like this is natural and hope you find it in the in the environment. So yeah, very right. interesting. Anyway, video games. That's all I'm gonna be doing all season to get me through. Uh, all, all, while I'm not eating, I'll be playing video games. One of the two. <laughs> Got to get that winter bod. Uh, but Mike, you you dove back into uh, a pandemic era movie uh, that uh, that that you kind of dug up. I don't know how you found it, but you dug it up after after two years. Here. Yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised. So I was looking for just kind of like a you know just a schlocky action movie I could just throw on the screen and not really pay attention to and you know nothing was really coming to mind but then I remembered oh yeah wasn't there like a Charlize Theron 
like Netflix original film that kind of like came out during the pandemic. I didn't remember anything about it. I didn't know what it was called. And I knew I heard some positive buzz from it when it came out, but then it just like disappeared into the ether, like mm. all things on Netflix, right? Uh, so, you know, I did my little search. I searched Charlie's Theron on Netflix and then bam, pops up the old guard. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. So I threw it on and, you know, it starts as you would expect it to. And I would use this as a time code jump right now. If, if you don't want the kind of premise of the movie spoiled, I would just jump ahead to our first topic here, which is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. You can see the time codes in our, in our show notes or the little information little tab in your uh, podcast app but there's this delightful first act twist that totally changes the movie because as before that it just kind of seems like uh, a squad of elite like like uh, secret service agents or whatever are out there in the world like doing good exactly like black ops right so you get introduced to Charlize Theron and all of her crew and they all get geared up and they go off on a mission to save like these kidnapped like Afri- African school children. And you're like, okay, wow. So they, they sneak into this base at night. They go down these steps and they enter this uh, big empty room. These huge lights turn on. And then all of a sudden, all of them are like mowed down by automatic weapons. And I'm just like, wait, what? Because they're the way that they shoot it and the way they show it, no conceivable way any of these characters stay alive, right? And, like, I've seen enough film now where you can kind of tell if they're doing that thing right, where it's like, oh, isn't it crazy where we are? Let's flash back to see how we got here because, like, none of these characters are redeemed. Like, I wouldn't want a movie to end this way, so don't take me back. So I was like, what is happening here? I'm so confused. And then all of a sudden, guess what? They're all Wolverines, basically. They're they're all immortal. They can't die. The bullets pop Mm -hmm. out of their skin while all of these souls like turn around thinking that they did their job killing these other like mercenaries or whatever then they all get off the ground and they start like shooting them and chopping them up with like these like this ancient relic axe that Charlize is carrying around and like what is happening and then it just it it evolves into so much more and I was surprised slash not surprised to see by the end of the movie that this was based on a graphic novel which makes total sense because it's like oh they did all of the creative kind of heavy lifting and exploration already you know in a in a comic book form so when they went to adapt it it worked out really really well and uh, the director is the same woman who directed that new film, uh, The Woman King, which I, I, maybe was that a Netflix movie? I don't quite remember what, if it was Was that the or one not. with um, Viola uh, Davis? It was not. I think that went to theaters first. Uh, okay. But I know this one was kind of getting some critical buzz earlier this year, kind of when it came out. So the director is kind of going on to great things. And then when I told you I was watching this, I was pleasantly surprised when you told me that this was greenlit yeah. for a sequel. It's like, oh, this is great. Cause I was only like halfway through the movie and I was like, I would definitely be down for a sequel, but I would just have to say that this movie does a really good job exploring what actually would it be like if you were immortal, right? How would mm-hmm. you live your life? What would you do? What are some of the what are some of the unfortunate downfalls of being immortal? You know, not necessarily like oh everyone you know gets old and dies, but more of like oh don't get captured because the worst thing that can happen to you if you're captured uh, or being immortal is to get captured yeah. because like yeah you can't die but also that means like you can rot in a cell or a chamber or a coffin for 
eternity or whatever. So that's kind of creepy and it almost kind of gives you those like buried alive vibe stuff. So I would go, I would, I would definitely recommend the old guard. Now I'm not saying this is like a triple a, you know, action movie. Like, you know, this is like going to go down in history, but there is definitely enough here to kind of build a franchise off of. I was pleasantly surprised by Mm -hmm. it, which I think is a lot of it too. I thought I was just going into something schlocky, but I was really happy to see. Was it made for Netflix? I I don't remember. Uh, I I don't know if it was. Yeah, because it was like it was a twenty twenty release. Yeah, uh, or like like, did they like acquire it or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I definitely remember it. It was definitely a good time. Yeah, it it's fun. I would go. I would go check it out for sure if you just need something to watch on Netflix and. Uh, yeah, you'll have a great fun time looking forward to the sequel. They even kind of give you like a little teaser at the end to set it up. It's like the first time I've seen like a, a movie with like an after credit scene that actually is satisfying in a way of like, Oh, I'm getting another one of these. I want to see this going. So yeah, I'd recommend the old guard from 2020. Uh, go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like I said, it's on Netflix, the green light. I, I was trying to look it up here. Uh, there's no, um, date but uma thurman was also cast in undisclosed roles for it so um so it looks like it has been filming this year and we should probably see it probably middle next year right it seems like a summer movie uh along the way uh speaking of holiday or i guess seasonal movies this week mike guardians of the galaxy holiday special finally coming out Mm -hmm. um we all we know pretty much is that uh kevin bacon is in it from the trailer uh, mm-hmm. and that's about it. I don't, I don't know what else to really, you know, prepare myself for. James Gunn has debunked anything about Silver Surfer being in this. I didn't even know he was a conversation to be in this. So, um, it seems to be like a, a pretty good, pretty good romp coming out this week, right? Yeah. It seems to be heavily focused on, uh, Drax and, um, Palm Keith. What's her character's name? Mantis. Yeah. Mantis. Uh, uh, maybe that's like the A storyline and maybe there's like a B storyline with like Rocket and some of the other characters in mm-hmm. space. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a fun time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very, very excited to to catch it. Um, apparently, uh, you know, they were like, you know, when when did you when did you come up with this idea, uh, James Gunn? Because I think they're out doing like the press junkets or something for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kevin Feige as well. He's like, uh, apparently they, they threw it out as a joke while they were filming Guardians 3 and apparently James Gunn wrote it like the next like week and they were like, okay. And this is the first um, piece that was greenlit for um, uh, Disney Plus, by the way. Uh, hmm. Everything else was actually uh, after this. So, so this was greenlit for Disney Plus, the Marvel first thing for that. So I think that was a pretty cool little little tidbit, even though yeah. it's like the last thing we're seeing for Phase 4. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to dive into this like little hour thing. I believe it comes out this Wednesday, right? Is that what I, that's what I have written down here? So... Um, We'll probably be talking about it next week a little bit uh, and, and, and what that means, quote unquote, the end of phase four, if you will. Um, so it'll be pretty, pretty fun. But speaking of Christmas movies, uh, even though there's like a version of Deadpool 2 where uh, he, Deadpool's telling Fred Savage the story, you know, right? And he's like in the, oh, in the, for yeah. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Apparently Ryan Reynolds reveals he's written a Deadpool, a full script for a Deadpool Christmas movie as well um, as, <laughs> as his other ones. So uh, that's pretty fun. That's, I think that's pretty funny. If I'm gonna, be- yeah. I mean, this could be a, a new trend uh, rolling up, right? You know, a couple years ago we got Krampus. Mm-hmm. You know, the very violent Christmas movie, or maybe like the the counter programming Christmas movie, yeah. if you will. And then you have the David Harbor one that's coming out this year. Don't yeah. remember what it's called. Was it Silent Night or it's Silent Night? Yeah, because. 
I think it, it kicked off with Bad Santa, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like it's like Christmas isn't as fun and happy as the 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 uh, holiday channels or whatever uh, Hallmark Channel makes you think it is, kind of thing. Yeah, and it makes you wonder like, would Ryan Reynolds want to release an entire feature length movie, yeah. or could he be convinced maybe like, oh no, we'll we'll fund this and make this, make it a special. Yeah. You know, hey, our Guardians of the Galaxy special worked out really really well. We'd love to do that with you. So yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. I'd be interested in seeing something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't want I don't want a full feature like a you know, half hour 45 minutes of him goofing around you know mm-hmm. jumping through you know you know retelling you know holiday maybe maybe i know ryan Reynolds is in that movie spirited that just came out right on apple mm-hmm. apple tv so is it like he's doing like deadpool's um you know christmas carol or something silly like that because um, they, they love to parody that because it's out of copyright so you can do that mm-hmm. um it's not officially in in production this isn't a real movie uh, by any, any means um, but I, I think this is this is a pretty fun tidbit. The next bit of news I do have is tied to Deadpool three, um, but they are rumored to be eyeing Channing Tatum for a role in this movie. Like like Ryan Reynolds mm. really wants him to be in this movie, but not Gambit, which is like what he really wanted to be as an X Men for like years. <laughs> like like I think they were like what a day or two before that movie rolled, and they were like, "No, nah, we're not we're not doing this." Yeah, sorry. I could we're doing you know, Magic Mike we, three instead. Yeah, <laughs> I think we can all envision make maybe like a one off uh, joke or comment about like maybe Channing Tatum trying to like throw like a, a card or something yeah. like that. You know, just kind of a <laughs> wink and a nod to what what was. You know, in our in our kind of purview in our world, we know all about how he was going to be like Gambit, but. You know, there are Deadpool fans out there that would just be like, what? I don't understand this yeah. joke. I'm not on the internet constantly oh, 24-7 yeah. like we are. Yeah, yeah, but you, you forget the articles that would come out literally the week the movie comes out and be like, oh, my God, did you know? Did you catch the Channing Tatum reference or whatever? Uh-huh. Because that, that's all they ever do on the internet these days. But I think he'll be fun. I think, you know, he's... You know, um, he's played goofy roles, but, um, you know, whether you like Kingsman 2 or not, he did play a pretty goofy role in that one, right? Whenever he mm-hmm. was like... He was like, was he dancing or something like that? Like he, they, I forget what they, they, we thought he was going to be a big role. Then he was like doing nothing. He's like brain dead for most (laughs) of the movie. Um, and so on and so forth. So yeah, I think that'd be fun. I think, you know, there's a lot of opportunity in Deadpool three to, um, reference everything Marvel related, uh, whether it's Fox or MCU, because I think all the rights will have been over by that point. So that brings me to my next point, because there's another property that could reference every Marvel like every marvel movie ever made mike um and that is avengers secret wars uh and the rumor is kevin feige is looking to outdo Endgame's portal scene by including characters from the entire mcu multiverse so like the movies that aren't in the mcu like the old spider-man's you know daredevils uh fantastic four i've got you know the spider-man toby Maguire, andrew garfield hugh jackman these the three that we know are going to be in marvel movies but like or have been but like this could yeah. go back even to include like maybe the robotic howard the duck if they even or like to. uh what is it uh was david hasselhoff nick fury at one he point was david time? hasselhoff yes he was he was david he was uh nick fury in the uh fox kids uh, made for tv movie yeah um, yeah i i mean obviously we all want another like splash page you know uh comic book scene to uh 
uh, to portray itself yeah. on the big screen again, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was an amazing scene in Endgame, right? But uh, as long as they get the emotional connection to it yeah. as well, the reason why that scene is like so amazing is because like Cap is about to be like utterly mm. obliviated by Thanos. His shield yeah. has just been broken in half. Yeah. You know, he's he's standing up to do this. You know, I can do this all day type of thing. But we all know in the theater, oh, he's like one punch in the skull away from being obliterated. Yeah. And then they just come out of nowhere and like. Oh my god, yeah. I I get goosebumps even just telling this yeah. out loud right now. So if they can find a way to recapture that that moment, yeah. I think we can it, pay that off. Like you said, you gotta earn it, right? It's not like mm. just throwing characters out to that. And honestly, you know, Infinity War and Endgame should not have worked as well as they both did. I, I if I can be completely honest, those movies are fantastic and they should not be that good. But <laughs> the writers, again, I, 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 we can give it to the Rooster Brothers, sure, but we got to get to um, Stephen Marcus and Chris McFeely for writing those movies and making them cohesive and having them the the stakes being earned, right? Like like literally that mm. whole fight scene with the Avengers compound blown up. They they're like you get to see you know Cap with the hammer for the first time. The whole scene's well, like oh yeah, everything's going great, and then it's not, and then you're like, well, what's he gonna do? Oh yeah, the snap already happened. Everybody can come back. But I think you're you're right. They have to earn this moment. You can't just be sticking characters in scenes without really, you know, mm-hmm. saying what's going on. But Secret Wars, I would say, with a title like Secret Wars, um, it, it, it I think it carries more weight than, than Endgame does, right? Because we all have ideas what Secret Wars is, what Secret Wars was in the comic books, and what it could be. So um, it's going to carry a lot of weight, and I, th- I think it's going to have to shoulder that appropriately across this. Mm-hmm. So um, very, very excited. I, I would love to see... Um, you know, like you said, those obscure ones. Dolph Lundgren was the Punisher in in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's really really silly stuff they made for a while, but um, I I'd love to see all the different Dooms, Doctor Dooms, come together and just like totally, just fuck with each other. So it'd be cool. Um, yeah. So next part, we're not going to discuss spoilers, but there are potential spoilers ahead. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is the next Marvel movie hitting theaters in February, I believe, 17th of next year. Um, there have been some leaks of the Funko Pops for both Kang and MODOK's design for this upcoming movie, Mike. We know Kang is in it. We've seen him in the trailer. Not as surprising. But MODOK, we saw in the leaked trailer, you and I both did, that they showed at mm-hmm. San Diego Comic-Con. And if you want to see what he looks like in Funko form... You can click on this link, go through the spoiler alert pages on Instagram, and get a look at the Funko right there. Um, I don't know if you've got it pulled up or not. Um, I I don't think yeah. it's too spoilery because we all know what Modoc looks like. But yeah, I took I took a look, and also this is still I think hiding a little bit, right? Because yeah. you know if you're looking at this version of Modoc, which looks similar to the leak that you said correctly, yeah. it's very mechanical still. This looks like a, a helmet. I mean, if this kind of mechanical metal face came to life, it would still look really cool. It'd be kind of creepy, but it does indeed look like something is underneath there. Yeah. So it, it looks like, like we shell. could still get Yeah, we still could get a reveal out of this character. And also, probably the biggest thing is, like, what is the voice yeah. of this character? It, it, it would be cool if it was Patton Oswald. Like, mm-hmm. if they got if they brought him back to do the voice of Modoc, that yeah. would be fun. 
Um, but yeah. we we shall see. But yeah, yeah, it looks awesome. I'm starting to get the vibes that like maybe the quantum realm is like is the quantum realm the place where like everyone in the multiverse goes to like hide out, right? You yeah. know, maybe the maybe the quantum realm is a singular location that exists across the entire multiverse, right? Yeah. So it's not like uh, the multiverse that you know bizarro captain america is from or whatever i don't know it has its own quantum yeah. realm maybe it's just one that stretches yeah. underneath everything in existence so that that's where like all the bad guys or weirdos slip into when they're trying to like evade like you know the authorities in a way so maybe that's why we'll see modok down there maybe that's why kang's down there yeah you know and, um and, you know, just on the unsavory yeah. types well it, and to me it's it's running very parallel the quantum realm is running very parallel to what's called the negative zone in the comic books mm -hmm. which is there's only one negative zone it, it is a, a negative zone and it, you can jump in and out of different universes from that negative zone kind of thing so it's running really really parallel to this um i think the other thing i would call out on this is like as you mentioned his voice it looks like if you look under his teeth there's a voice modulator box mm -hmm. so i don't expect to see motion out of his mouth if i'm going to be completely honest it looks like he's kind oh, of okay. frozen but mm -hmm. but i think it's cool i think you know the the quantum realm is this is like I said, this is like the first Ant-Man movie with actual like stakes, right? Um, you know, life or death at the end of it because mm -hmm. the other two are kind of just one's a heist and the other one's as a well, it's also a heist. The the other like they're two they're, they're all, all heist. They're all basically heist. Yeah, they're all heist movies. Uh, and that, and that's fine. I just think you know, like we've always talked about, like they're like yeah, we we know where it's going, but did it really do anything at the end of the day? Um, but they also use the multiverse to figure out time travel and end game. So, um. But yeah, you can check out that link in our show notes and over to that um, Instagram post. But there are spoilers if you don't want to see what he looks like. I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I did not think would ever cross my radar again. Uh, unless they bring some of these people in for in-game. Uh, but the rumor is Chloe Bennett has signed on to uh, with Marvel to return as Quake in upcoming projects. Uh, similar to how... Uh, the Netflix characters are coming over, right? Um, we don't have to mm. mention their past. We don't have to mention their journeys. It's the same actor playing a similar variant in the, in these roles. Oh, I mean, if she's going to come in there, I would love to see uh, Clark Gregg yeah. again. That would be amazing. And then also, if they want to just add more kind of super-powered people, um, what was, the, like, it was like the first, not the first, I, I don't remember what season it was, but there was no. like a, there was a, is it Graviton? Is that his name? Yeah, there he was, was the a, he, yeah. Yeah, he was the actor that was in Heroes. Yeah. That's what I remember him from. He yeah. was in like one of the final seasons and he gets like a whole super suit and everything. That was actually really cool. That actually worked really, really well, mm -hmm. kind of on the, the smaller screen, if you will. So I would love to see some of that come back too. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, um, Feige doesn't want to touch anything Jeff Loeb did with the 10 foot pole, but you know, if there's enough, uh, fan, you know, uh, sentiment, right. There's, there's always opportunities. I think Graviton mm -hmm. school, Clark Gregg would be a fun reference, uh, in, you know, again, uh, secret wars, right. A, a different variant of, of agent Colson gets to appear if they don't want to bring him back from the dead kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so there's opportunity. I, I think. Yeah. I'm trying to think like what characters, are actually left that could see Clark Gregg and go like, oh, nice to see you again. I guess Nick Fury would be the most obvious to see his friend again. Mm -hmm. um, well, it, even though yeah. even though technically they did see each other in the first season of Agents of Shield, but yeah. I think they're kind of saying that, that Agents of Shield is not canon, yeah, well, so probably another multiverse. Yeah, and even if it is canon, it can only be canon for like two seasons at most, um, because mm -hmm. like the third, like they start getting in like time travel and other like you know AI 
universes and all this other crazy shit. So mm-hmm. I'm like, they can only go so far before it, it, it is a variant. But yeah, I think I think Nick Fury, you know, Maria Hill as well, right? Any anybody in Shield, um, uh, Thor. Thor's still around. He knows Son of Cole. It was the first big guy, I guess, Iron Man two, but he was in mm-hmm. in the in the Thor movie. Um, the first Thor movie. I'm trying to think who else. Banner maybe. Nata- no, Natasha's dead. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't know who's left. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but 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 it'd be fun. So back to this, um, Quake, the the character, um, the front runners for the movie. She could be in include Secret Invasion, right? Because she um, she's known for being on Nick Fury's Black Ops squad in the comics. That's how she was introduced um, in Secret Invasion in a comic book called Secret War, not Secret Wars. It was it was a more of a again a Black Ops mention. Uh, Thunderbolts or Captain America: New World Order would be something she could show up in. Um, with you know knowing that uh, Val is the leader of or not leader, it's a director of whatever governmental thing they have going on. Maybe it's, you know Department of Defense or Department of Damage Control. Um, maybe maybe she's like um, I guess you know like a I wouldn't say a guard dog, but you know maybe she's like someone she keeps in her pocket whenever she needs someone super powered to show up um, mm-hmm. along the way. So. Um, I I do think they will probably not make her an Inhuman, Mike. I think that's out the window. I think Inhumans are that that ship has sailed right to right out of there. <laughs> Sad. Daredevil, Born Again has some news. Uh, have you, um, the a character White Tiger is rumored to appear in this upcoming Disney Plus series? Are you familiar with White Tiger at all? It's not Black Panther. It's White I, Tiger. It's it's entirely I different. I am not. Okay. There's lots of cats in the Daredevil world, isn't there? There's Hellcat, right? Yeah. Uh, who is who's White Tiger? Black Black Cat as well. Uh, White Tiger uh, is a, a character of uh, Hispanic descent who uh, gets a, a mystical uh, amulet handed to her with some powers from her grandfather. Oh, then, yeah. yeah. I'm 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 looking. This character looks familiar. Yeah, the white suit and like the the ponytail yeah. and stuff. I've yeah I've seen those characters yeah. around before. Uh, uh, she's in Marvel Snap as one of my favorite cards. Um, but. She, um, uh, th- this character in the comic books was taken under Daredevil's wing. He said, hey, this is how you be a vigilante kind of thing, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, comic book history with Daredevil to appear in this. The the second to this rumor is that they're eyeing Ginny Ortega, who is in the, most recently in the show Wednesday, the Addams Family mm-hmm. um, series mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's getting critically acclaimed. Um, she was also in, what was it? I think it was, um, not Pearl. It was, it was that horror movie, the prequel to Pearl, uh, Whatever it was, uh, and 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 uh, the other movie she was in that was actually Iron Man three as the daughter of the vice president. Now they probably won't make her that character. This is like a ten second cameo kind of thing mm-hmm. or role. Um, but um, I think that'd be fine to have somebody you know be in this role. I don't know if they're gonna have her with the medallion or any superpowers, but you know, um, more. I think if you're doing eighteen episodes, you're gonna need more than just Daredevil and kingpin the whole yeah thing. yeah that that's true 18 episodes i mean that is um like we've said before that's a that's the next step for disney plus right you know it's been working out well for andor so far their 12th and final episode of season one will be this week but mm-hmm. trying to imagine andor going 16 more episodes i mean i'd be i'd be down for it but yeah that's uh you gotta yeah. you gotta build in a little bit more yeah 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 100 and i think you know there's characters uh the other part of this is you know with echo Rumored to be a part of it. She has her own show, Echo, being a part of this, um, being from that Hispanic culture, right, that they, they kind of showed in Hawkeye a little bit. It could be some relation in that as well. So um, definitely they're, they're leaning in some uh, – a very diverse cast for this, and I think that's that's fantastic that Marvel's, you know, a- adding some um, visibility to, to other cultures. 
Uh, let's speaking of other cultures, we'll just talk roll the Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, this movie is just raking in money, Mike. Um, it's done over two hundred million at the domestic box office. I think Thursday it crossed two hundred million. So who knows what it's done this weekend? It's over four hundred million worldwide, and um, I, I think it's got legs. We, we've talked about it, right. The first one has legs. I don't know if it has billion dollar legs, but I believe that this will. This has probably made its money back, right? Like already. Yeah, for historical context, I have the two pulled up. If you wanted to compare Wakanda Forever and track it alongside of Black Panther, which, you know, is pointless to do right now because they have not been out for the same amount of time. Uh, But if you wanted to see where it's trying to catch up to, Wakanda Forever, domestic gross, like like you said, is about $287 million. Uh, Black Panther got to 700 million, so they got mm-hmm. a little ways to go there. Internationally, Wakanda Forever is at 258 million, and then it got to 464 million international. And then, so worldwide numbers, Black Panther was 1.3 bill, and we're about a half a bill uh, for Wakanda Forever. So it's still it's still working its way yeah. there. Uh, I, I'm I'm basically just curious if it can recapture that same magic that the first Black Panther oh, had. I, it, but that but that's not an indication of success, yeah. right? That was you know yeah. you know lightning in a bottle or or whatever word you want to use, uh, right? So I'm just curious to well, see it'll, if it'll get there. That's all. Yeah, I, I 100% don't think it will. I, I I think there's diminishing returns on how you know culturally impactful that first one was, right? Like it was a huge advent of a, of a of a superhero for for minority in America and and across you know huge in other countries. I th- I don't think we're just going to see that again. I think it it's, it could it, pick up it could pick up more for sure because we got two holidays to go through. A lot of family in town in the United States for Thanksgiving coming up this weekend, uh, and then also you have the holidays. Maybe if you don't want to go see the Blue Aliens, you'll go see Wakanda Forever with your family. So yeah. Avatar uh, is we'll not see. tracking to break any box office records this year, let alone overall. I mean, not to say that it won't, but I'm, I'm just – that was interesting. But I, I think I think Wakanda Forever won't, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I just updated my numbers. It's $550 million worldwide. That's huge. I mean, two weeks, right? Like that's mm-hmm. – I'm sure the producers uh, are happy with this number uh, for, <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, however, the other part of this is um, there are no plans to, for it to be on Disney Plus before the end of the year. Most windows, they said minimum 45. You know, if this has got legs and it's making money, they're not going to put on Disney Plus, you know. Before yeah. the end of the calendar year, I, th- I I didn't even think forty five days was before the end of the calendar year, but it is. Um, yeah, Black Panther was in theaters for forty five weeks. Yeah. Uh, so this was before you know those kind of uh, release changes. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll keep we'll keep you all yeah. updated if Black- we cross any big thresholds. Black Panther was, I believe, in theaters when still when. Uh, I remember they had Infinity War, right? You could watch Black Panther and Infinity War. Um, in two different screens across from each other. <laughs> so it, it went on forever. But yeah, you know, this is, is good for them. Um, if we get the Disney Plus date, we'll let you guys know. On the flip side of that, Black Adam is not likely to turn a profit on its theatrical run. Um, I think overall it has come into, I've got I've got the, the, the stuff pulled up here. I believe it's only come into 400,000 maybe. Um, worldwide. Uh, world, worldwide, we're at 366. So it, even if you know if it gets to four hundred, um, you know they say the production on this was about four to five hundred million. 
uh, to make it, which I, that's sad because it didn't feel like a five hundred million dollar movie, did it? Half, like, half of it is probably uh, Dwayne's, uh, um, uh, you know, budget. I mean, yeah. he is, uh, he's, he's not his he's protein. Not he needs his proteins. If he's <laughs> yeah, it's do. just all his, uh, it's all his chicken breast. Yeah. That's what it all went into. Chicken. Uh, you know how much it costs to ship weights, Mike, to, to filming locations? Yeah, it's expensive. Uh, yeah, it's ex- <laughs> shipping's expensive. That's out of control. But um, so you know, with this knowledge that it is not likely to turn a profit theatrically, um. You know, the talks of a Black Adam 2 coming are still happening, and he will probably be a part of this new DCU with James Gunn and, and Peter Safran mm-hmm. at the helm, but they're probably not going to greenlight a movie of this cost unless The Rock finances it himself. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, if you heard our review, you know, I wasn't too uh, ex- excited about this film. I uh, was not excited after I saw it either. But, I mean, I guess you got the character in the world now. You kind of yeah. did the you did the groundwork, so throw him in a Shazam movie where he's mm-hmm. supposed to be right. Or put him yeah. in like, um, you know, uh, you know, a justice society film. You know, you got the character out there in the world. You don't have yeah. to make a black Adam too. do what Marvel's been yeah. doing for like two decades. Almost just throw him in somebody else's movie. Well, they could do a black Adam to kind of like how they did like Godzilla versus Kong. Right. It was just like Kong two, uh, kind of like a little bit. Cause yeah. they could be like, well, I guess it's a black Adam, Shaz- black Adam two Shazam three kind of thing. Um, Mm-hmm. combo I, I don't know i think there's an opportunity there but like you're right he can't he can't just keep doing this sad lonesome protector of uh um it's not wakanda what's his name come uh Kam- the K? I, it's not I don't Taj. That's, that's that's dr strange yeah um that's how exciting that's how memorable the movie is i think there's <laughs> i think i think the rock you know he, again he's a, he's a good he's an infectious actor he's a he's a hype man um, so I think there's some opportunity there. They did bring Superman back, right? Like everyone left the, the theater feeling good because Superman was there. Um, so I, I, there's a huge opportunity, but like you said, like you can't, you can't burn that much money and just make a mediocre movie. Um, you, you gotta, you gotta re- rein it in a little bit. Less chicken breasts, you know, right? Like may, maybe some more leafy <laughs> greens. Um, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe rent some weights locally. Don't, don't ship your own up. Just do cardio. It's free. Yeah. I don't think he's doing cardio. I don't think that's, that's building muscle, but um, yeah. Anyway, so Black Adam, if, if something comes out, we'll let you know. Uh, on the same vein in the DCU, Batman, David Zaslav, boo, boo <laughs> this man, boo, um, says there won't be four Batman in the DCU going forward. Um, so yeah, I... I- I, I saw this little note before we started recording, and I was like trying to count the Batman in my head. I was like, cool. so we got Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. we got Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. um, uh, who else am I missing? Michael Keaton. Well, who's the fourth one then? Uh, uh, the the supposed fourth one that might be out there in the world. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go through the movies here. Um, was uh, it, any TV was, show? Was, maybe Titans. Uh, maybe or what? Was Christian Bale rumored to come back or no. something? Or? I, I think it was Titans. They had a Batman and Titans um, oh, for maybe. a little bit, or, or maybe well, maybe Baby Batman and and you know uh, Pennyworth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Pennyworth makes it far enough down the road, we might get one there. I think it was. I think it was the. Maybe he was referring to the type. Either, either way, it sounds like he is giving all authority and direction to the new uh, directors of, of DC studios james gunn peter saffron like maybe their plans like look marvel didn't have multiple versions right they they kept it pretty straight i mean mind you they did variants they did stuff like that but they earned that later um so maybe this is like hey we're just gonna stick to one and and this is who we're gonna be going forward based on what's what's coming so 
I feel okay with with that, right? Like, do you feel streamlining I, it? The number of Batman's going to help everybody? Like, it's just it's really hard to have a feeling. It, it's great to have officially two people named at the helm of the studio, right? But I think we said before when that news broke, it, it's going to take a couple years before we kind of get a clear idea yeah. of what's going to be happening. All I keep seeing, though, is in James Gunn's, like, social media, like, replies or everywhere, everyone's just constantly asking him questions about what he's doing with the DC Universe. Like, probably because he responded, like, once or twice, you know, in the past so now fans just think like, oh, this is a way to get our questions answered. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm waiting patiently to see what'll happen. Yeah, I, I am as well. Um, I I'm I would say I'm a little in more impatient because we only have the movies through next year, right? Like for mm-hmm. DC, like, and there's three. Um, uh, you know, uh, Shazam two, Flash, and Aquaman two. Um, and we both know Flash has uh, been through the, the ringer several times Mm -hmm. dozen directors now ezra miller aquaman 2 has been delayed several times not due to anybody but also you know there's the amber heard stuff how much is she really in there so really the only movie that has no drama about it is this uh shazam 2 movie uh which is funny because you know i didn't ever think we'd say we'd get a two shazam (laughs) films in in our lifetime um so I, i i'm interested to see what they do with it but how can they take what these three movies are and and grow from there and do good. So I, I just want to know. I'm curious. It's more curiosity, curiosity than anger. I'm not mad they're taking their time. I'm like, hey, share, share with, show us your dry erase board. We want to know what your dry erase board looks like. Is it just a, did they, like, did they just take a, did like James take a photo of, of the one in Kevin Feige's office and just like started like scratching out like Iron Man with Batman and like just trying <laughs> to do the same thing with a different character? No, he, he wouldn't do that. He's, he's creative. Speaking of Superman, uh, there is no writer or director attached to this upcoming Superman movie that everyone said that they're going to have after Black Adam came out. Um, and Henry Cavill has not officially signed any deal yet because there is no plan. So um, mm-hmm. while we are excited uh, to see him, and hopefully he is coming back to movies because they are uh, replacing him on The Witcher, and I don't think he's probably going to do an Enola Holmes 3, uh, if, if they even do a third one. Uh, but, you know... They, they haven't locked him down yet. They, they haven't put that's, a ring on him. That second Enola Holmes has been really popular. Obviously, yeah. it's been in the, the top 10 on Netflix since it dropped, but usually I'm not uh, scrolling through Rotten Tomatoes, but I have been bouncing over there the last couple of days for unrelated reasons, but I think it's got a pretty good critical reception to that uh, second one, so maybe that is Henry Cavill's future, just to be uh, Sherlock Holmes in the background of, of an old Enola Holmes franchise. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I forget. I have to go look up the 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 way that the uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes works. Like he can't like wear a certain thing or say a certain thing um, for them to not get sued. So I think that's even funnier. here. Yeah. Ano- Noah Holmes ninety three percent on Rotten Tomato. That uh, is is that critical or audience? Uh, let's check here. That that's critical. That's the tomato meter. Okay, seventy nine seventy nine percent for the what? audience. Well, I'll trust the audience. I don't think. I don't know how many critics are you're getting the Netflix movie, so I trust the audience more on Netflix. That's well, pretty good, you know. And even if you kind of like average someplace in the middle, it seems like you're it's worth the click. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty good. So um, you can check that two movies. Yeah, two Enola Holmes movies. That's that's the same number of Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. If you really mm-hmm. think about it, 
Yeah, and you you can tell the movie's popular too when the previous film in the franchise also starts trending in their mm-hmm. top ten section. So people are going back and watching the other stuff. So that's synergy, folks. Yeah, yeah. Just looked it up. Uh, looks looks fun. I'll I'll have to possibly. Oh, this is a 2020 release on Netflix, Mike. This is this might be good as the old guard for you, and it already <laughs> has a sequel. So so sign sign you up. All right, this is going to be the weirdest part of the show, uh, hands down. Um, Sony has announced a Marvel Spider-Man live-action TV plan, and I use air quotes uh, for the word plan here because they're turning Silk, colon, Spider Society into a live-action TV series with more live-action Spider-Man-adjacent characters getting (laughs) TV shows later. We don't know who they are. We don't know what's going on. Um the only good news that came out of this, Mike, and and I don't know how good this is, is that Phil Lord and Chris Miller are executive producers on these projects because of their yeah. success with, um, you know, across into the Spider Verse, across Spider Verse, whatever they're, they're all called. The first one is called. At least we haven't seen the second one. We don't know if it's going to be as good. I, I feel pretty confident. Um, so the other part of this, this will debut first on MGM Plus, which is currently called Epic. <laughs> MGM Plus isn't even out yet. Oh, yeah. man. And then Laughing. move to Amazon Prime later. So you have to watch them live on one and then catch the the syndication on another streaming service. I didn't even know MGM owned Epics, And isn't MGM owned by Amazon Prime or Amazon General? So... Is it, so is it all going to get condensed onto that platform? I'm not sure. I am torn. I am a world of two mics here right now uh, because there's just <laughs> a part of me that's just like uh, uh, um, consolidating Hollywood is bad. It's We want to increase competition and have more studios. But then there's the other side of me that's just like, no, this icky, offbeat Spider-Man stuff, I don't want it. Just give it to Marvel so we mm-hmm. can have like a proper kind of universe where things are taken seriously because like even if right you know sony has good intentions and hires good directors and good creatives right they are still siloed to a spider-man universe right like in a perfect world if like they would be throwing in like an actual peter parker like you know possibly even like Tom Holland and into these like TV projects, you know, have some like creative going back and forth there that leads up to like bigger movies, you know, just like what Marvel is doing. Right. But even they're siloed to what they can do. So every time I hear about these expanded Spider-Man projects, to me, it's just, I guess all things entertainment is creative money making. Right. But that's just what it feels like to me is like they sat down in a room. It's just like, Hey, we still own the rights to Spider-Man and we need to be making money off of it at all times. uh, Because not only do we need to retain the rights, but we gotta, you know, we're a studio and this is our most popular IP. There's no reason we shouldn't be milking it for all it's worth. So I get it from the business side of things, but it's just like, I don't want to watch any of this stuff. It all seems icky. (laughs) Yeah. So again, much like with, with, you know, Venom and Morbius. Um, there's no real attempt to elevate the, the content, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think if they tried to elevate those properties and make them something better than what they put out, I think there's opportunity for some of these Spider-Man characters. Again, you know, sitting here, you know, eating our, our cold crow from, from Andor, right? Things we didn't ask <laughs> for. There's, there's opportunity for this to be good. Um, but at the same time, their historical success with Spider-Man spinoff characters... Uh, doesn't doesn't feel doesn't feel good 
um, yes. at all. So, you know, even with Phil Lord and Chris Miller, which I don't – have they had any successes lately that you know of? So they did a live-action series on Apple Plus called The After Party, which I have heard good things about. I've only seen, like, the first – episode and it was it was okay for me you know I, I wasn't super into it but you know i didn't have any strong opinions about it so they have been in live action they seem to be kind of like the darlings over at sony so yeah. um it makes sense to put their name on it right because they carry a cachet to them now um so yeah i mean i think that they could pull it off it just depends on how involved yeah. that they actually are yeah because i'm looking at their movie list here um they did the cocaine bear uh movie that's coming out uh, you've heard about this one, right? I, oh yeah, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, so um, Mitchell's versus the Machines, which was last year, which I know I know everybody else. That's animated though. Mm-hmm. Um, America, the motion picture, that's animated. So they've not done anything live action uh, themselves. These are executive producers, except for well, um, America, the motion motion picture is a good example of. I'm almost positive, without even looking at the credits on it, that they are just executive yeah. producers. Yeah. And well, that they're, movie they're... was bad they, i hated that movie. they are producers they weren't executive they were just regular producers on those oh, okay just kind of yeah. look, like looking up here like you know um tv you said the after party yeah um they did the showrunner director of all eight episodes so that's a plus yeah on that the after party. yeah that was uh wholeheartedly their, their yeah, show yeah I, I guess miller uh, miller of the lord miller did all that stuff so there's some stuff um you know um some some episodes they did the pilot episode of brooklyn 99 some stuff on last man on earth directed last man on earth. so there's an opportunity but like you know they i have when i go back to my show notes here tab i got I'm clicking all over the place uh, angela king who was a showrunner for the walking dead because that show was ending is going to be the showrunner for silk walking dead didn't get any better over time right um I, I, it's one of those shows where i think the network is to blame uh because they said this show is amazing sleeper hit made us so much money in season one let's literally double the episodes and half the budget for season two. So that's why they always went back to that damn farm. Um, remember? <laughs> and everyone stopped watching in season two because they did that. So um, I think, you know, I can't really blame her. I don't think she was showing at that time. So that's a, a, a good name for a product that has never, that they can't kill literally pun intended. Um, but you know, there's 900 characters. There's 900 plus characters in this catalog that they can mine. Silk. We've heard on and off for years, right? We, this is not mm. the first time we talked about this character. I'm dreading this being mediocre and successful with just, you know, um, on just because people see Spider-Man or something to it and more random ass characters getting made into shows. That is my fear that they're just going to keep doing this, but I could also see them much like the, was it, was it um, black and silver movie getting canceled the week before it was supposed to film too? Like mm-hmm. them literally getting gun shy, like right before this launches along the way. Um, do you think with Amazon, MGM Plus is a separate streaming service from Epix, and Amazon Prime also there. Do you think with Amazon being involved, it will have a higher quality to it, much like we've seen with The Boys or you know Invincible and other God, superhero I properties? I don't know. If I was an Amazon executive, I don't think I would take the risk on something expensive in this universe. Uh, it seems very uh, risky, especially if you look out there at the reactions to things yeah. like Morbius, but, right? But the dollars are there. That's the problem. You're like, um, oh, we have Spider-Man. Yeah, of course, in Morbius, but the Spider-Man money outweighs everything else, right? That's what they're. That's the that's the PowerPoint they're selling yeah. this with. Like, hey, did you see the billions of dollars Spider-Man made us? We can. We can just throw you like a tenth of that, and you're you're rich. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you just had to make this work against all odds, lean into everything that you can, I'm guessing that's not literally Peter Parker because it seems like they're probably not going to be able to put that in their universe. Like, I don't know, maybe go really hard into Oscorp because that's something that Marvel hasn't really tapped into. So bring in like a bring in like your Norman Osborn, your, you know, your Green Goblins you know, uh, this whole like big industrialized company Mm. that's like taking over like New York city. And I don't know, do maybe do something around that because that's probably the strongest pull you're going to get to the, the Spider-Man universe is going to be like an overarching Oscorp. Yeah. Yeah. They need, I think, I think you're right. And I think they need to announce like two, right. Or three, like a a schedule of, of stuff. Maybe Mm -hmm. you don't need to go full MCU like universe, but like, Hey, we're doing, um, Silk Spider, um, or Silk, not Silk Spider, Silk, and um, like you mentioned, maybe for, this is not this is not what I want to see, but like it, for back of mention, like the Harry Osborn show, right? Like kind of like you know Harry uh, Oscorp the show kind mm-hmm. of thing, and then another one like oh hey we're gonna do all three of these and they're gonna lead into something, um, and you know maybe 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 this spins out of you know maybe they should have even said this spins out of our Ma- Madam Web movie we're making right that kicks mm-hmm. off in cinema then you can go pick it up on MGM Plus slash Prime. Um, but it seems like it's just like what we're feeling in the moment we want to make. I will be absolutely straightforward and say, if there is something Marvel adjacent that is only available on epics plus, I'm not going out. I am not going out of my way on either of those things to watch them. If they show up on my Amazon prime subscription, I'll watch them there, but yeah, yeah, I'm not going out of my way into those. So I did pull up just, just to, to clarify for that, the, um, Silk and the rest of the shows from the Sony will air on regular TV on MGM Plus. So MGM Plus is apparently like a, a live kind of has a live oh, component like a, to this. Like a cable channel? Yes, kind of like that. And then be available yeah. on Prime Video after it, air, it debuts on this regular I don't I don't even know what the hell Epics or MGM Plus is, Mike. We haven't even seen it. So, uh, <laughs> this is just very weird to say it out loud like that. But yeah, it sounds like they're they're going they have like some sort of live element to these um mgm plus and then the 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 cold watches will be on prime video if you will so oh my god what are they doing (laughs) i'm like i'm banging i'm hitting my head against the microphone it's just i don't i don't like talking about this stuff because my head spins of how there's good right there's opportunity for good but there's so much bad here uh, along the way they should hire us we can make better decisions Anyway, moving on. Indiana Jones Five. I'm really surprised they haven't given this a subtitle yet. Like, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, why are they still calling it Indiana Jones Five? Um, because all the other ones had better, really, really good. Even King of bad. the Crystal Skull had a good title. So, yeah, too bad they already used the title "The Last Crusade." I mean, yeah. that would have been a perfect title for this. Yeah. The The Last Crusade. We mean it this time. Yes. Um, <laughs> But uh, real. yeah, yeah, I, th- I, 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 maybe they're hiding whatever this quote, you know, whatever Indiana Jones McGuffin is. But we've included a link to the Empire um, website to show the new cover. You know, world exclusive, The Legend Returns, uh, interviews, images, stuff like that coming up the upcoming Empire magazine it shows Harrison Ford back on the cover in his Indiana Jones garb. He just looks like an old man uh, in his someone who's cosplaying his younger days, right? Surprise, like, surprise! Yeah. He looks like Indy. <laughs> yeah, he looks just like he did in the last movie, which really didn't sell me too much. No offense um, on, the, on the look there. But if you know, scroll down, I think the second cover, right, the the art, um, I guess the mm-hmm. art thing, 
is uh, shows Indy in a big city. Uh, nine, it's supposed to be set in 1969. This movie, mm-hmm. uh, and it looks kind of like maybe like in New York, but there's like a big golden glow coming from everything. Um, so uh, I don't know what this is, and this is very intriguing to me because it seems very outside of Indiana Jones. Yeah, you're so used to seeing him in, you know, out into the wild set pieces, right? You know, that's kind of where his whip and his smarts come in the most handy, right? So is, you know, is he is this going to be like one of those things where he has to save the entire world? You know, the the stakes get that big or something? I, I'm not sure, but yeah, the concept art here on the second cover is a little bit more engaging, right? But like we mentioned the other week, right? I feel like Indy is more and more at home in an older version of the past, right? You know, yeah. this, if this is going to be like 69, which is uh, when we went to the moon, right? You know, is Indy going to, what is Indy going to look like next to a computer? Mm-hmm. Even if it's like an old computer, like at NASA or something like that, right? Like, does that juxtaposition works out? I, it's kind of, I mean, it'll be interesting. I, Man, I don't yeah. know. This is just going to be such a, I mean, no. If if nobody was alive when Indiana Jones Four was announced and it came out, there was plenty of people saying even then we don't need this movie, we don't want it. Why are you making it? But of course, like all things IP, you gotta go see it. And then we saw yeah. it, and yeah. I have not. I've never rewatched it. I just watched it the one time yeah. in theaters, and I don't remember having hard fast opinions about it at the time but i remember the rest of the world did so maybe i maybe i need to go back and watch it and just see how my opinion Mm -hmm. has changed well i think the 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 fun part about you know the older nana jones movies those are set like out in like you know jungles like amazon things Mm -hmm. like like, mythic things that we've we've moved well beyond right you can't keep indiana jones you know in the first two uh in that and the third one you know he kind of travels a little bit right into the the desert. He's he's always been fighting Nazis, and apparently he's still fighting Nazis in this one. Um, Just can't get rid of those sons of bitches. But we still got them today, Mike. We we, we mm. can't get rid of them. But you know, we have Mads Mikkelsen, obviously, on the second link here, um, showing you know, looking very menacing, like a Nazi from from the professional 60s. villain. That yeah, guy, he is. <laughs> but he was a, he was he was a hero in Rogue One, Mike. But he does play a hell of a, a, a villain, especially one with an accent. Um, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, you know what it's going to do. Like, he doesn't need to go to space, right? If you scroll down, you'll see the second image here. It looks like it might be um, the like a, a parade. Is that like I don't want to say that's, that's New York City there, but it looks like you know a presidential parade in New York, right? Like, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, it, it's going to be interesting to see Indiana Jones in America. Maybe that's the thing we've not seen, right? Like, he's never really been over here. He's always been in other countries following the relics right trying to get things in the museum well you probably had to do one of those things on an adventure right where you swap the relic with an another object on a weighted plate and all he had on him was his passport Mm -hmm. so he just left his u.s passport and you know in a cave somewhere and he's like oh i just won't go back yeah yeah it's just he's just gonna stay here uh, with the with the with the locals um but the other picture i did want to say you know it's got boyd holbrook which you remember most recently from your predators rewatch here. Uh, mm. I didn't look like him. I was like, oh, I had to just like had to read the paragraph below. But it is, um, you know, he's got that. I'm, I'm excited to see this. I want to see the footage. I know there's a leaked trailer out there, right, from from San Diego or one of the comic cons. I'd like to watch it, but I want to see it, you know, in, in its full action. I'm, I'd love to revisit Indiana Jones, um, but at the same time, like you know, um, not necessarily that he's aging up, but like how do you bring him forward, you know, without 
losing the mystique, the the action adventure of the old days, right? Where he's on like a minecart that's gonna fall apart at any second in in something, or like he's watching people rip hearts out of you know still beating chests, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm just only referencing um, the second movie, <laughs> Temple of Doom, but like you know, there's there's really good things. Like you know, he's drinking from the the cup of of Christ. You know, there's there's elements of mysticism and and you know religion and, and magic and uh, you know even in kingdom of crystal skull science that uh, or i guess extraterrestrial stuff that are part of this world and um it, it's hard to move forward whenever you have an idea of what it is but i'm, I'm excited I, I think you know harrison ford coming into marvel is a huge big deal for us right as as general ross mm-hmm. and um seeing his last outing as indiana jones will be interesting so um we'll keep you guys posted uh, i really hope a trailer comes out soon i'd, I'd be interested to see what it, what it looks like especially if the empire magazine is coming so uh, that is the news for this week. That that is it. This is is time to go prep. I, I need to do um, some crunches, do my workouts now, so I can eat a lot later, right? For Thanksgiving, <laughs> as, depending on how many Thanksgivings you got, you're gonna have to do a lot of crunches in the, in the meantime. Aura. So, Mike, if people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you, buddy? Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, TikTok, and who knows, maybe Twitter. I don't know how many weeks I'm going to have to say that on the podcast, yeah. but each week it gets yeah. more dire, I, I, so it becomes more and more true. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not even there. You just find me on Instagram, Valdan87. It's pretty boring. I don't post a lot on there, but you can always reach out to me if you ever need to talk to me on there. Or or, or you can uh, reach out to the show. Mike, if you want to know more about the show, how they can reach us, where they get all the good episodes at, where can they find that information at? Yeah, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the headquarters for all things Superhero Slate. SuperheroSlate.com. Websites have never been more important than they are now with social media dying. Uh, We got our awesome show notes up there. We got our upcoming release calendar. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. I'm going to have to rewrite this whole ending. Uh, (laughs) Follow us on Instagram. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you we love you when you reach out we're approaching the end of the year we're all going to be very very busy with the holidays so stay in touch let us know what you're up to what you're watching and we love our super fans if you want to be a super fan of the show like super fan jim who reached out and congratulated us on our fourth 400th episode appreciate that that is super fan mentality right there all you gotta do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week folks yes and we will catch you guys next week Bye. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe.